on. Ignition. Powered. Seatbelts. Fastened. Shift. Drive. Twin Cities sports fans, hold on tight. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, this is The Ride with Royce. He's going the distance. Dan Shaughnessy, columnist for the Boston Globe, has joined us here on Radio Row. I don't think this is a novel theory, Dan, but in the expansion age, which I kind of put to the end of the 60s, because that's when the merger of the uh, NFL and the AFL and baseball started having playoffs and all that stuff. We've never seen anything like this. Eight Super Bowls and 12 conference finals in the 16 years that Brady has played quarterback for them. Yeah, I, I've certainly, it's it's un, unheard of in football, and um, I'm not sure whether it speaks to their greatness or how bad everybody else is. <laughs> I mean, it's, it just feels like it's going in the wrong direction, especially in that conference. Um, just no resistance. I mean, they, they got to a Super Bowl by going up against Marietta, and and Blake Bortles. Yes, and now uh, now they get Nick Foles. Yeah, so. it's a, you know. It's Although that's a good team they're playing. Yes. But uh, Brady, what what is incredible uh, is the interchangeable parts all through yeah. these this whole dynasty. And uh, I looked it up. Uh, I looked up a game that the Vi that they played the Vikings here in 2006, and the Vikings were feeling pretty good about themselves, and and uh, the. Uh, you know, the uh, Patriots just came out and went four wide. Nobody expected them and went up and down the field. And, you know, and the, I think the guys that caught the touchdown passes were Caldwell, Watson, uh, Troy Brown, and I can't even remember Jabari who. Gaffney Jackson. Somebody, Jackson. Probably, Jackson yeah, some guy named yeah. Jackson. And they all change. I, I, I don't get how that works. No, it's true. I mean, the only continuous things are Belichick and Brady, which in football, 17 years, of course, that, that would be the case. But it's interesting when you point that out, Patrick, because if you look at, I mean, how many Hall of Famers has Brady played with? I mean, Moss was there a couple of years. Yes, your guy. he don't count. And, and Gronk is is a career going to be a Hall of Famer. And there might be some guys in the defense later on, but uh, Ty Law, I don't know. But right now, that's it. And and it's not like a cat, like some of those old Steeler teams with no. just rosters loaded oh, yeah. with guys. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a coach-quarterback-driven thing and the interchangeable parts, the next man up thing, and it's all worked for them. Well, they've had to redo it, what, four times yes. probably yes. during the whole uh, period of time? I mean, think of it this way. 13 years ago, they were playing the Eagles. They were trying to win for the third out of four years. <laughs> yes. And here we are 13 years later, <laughs> and it's the same coach and quarterback. Yeah, I was up in uh, Browerville, uh, the, the mom's hometown, uh, uh, 10 days ago, oh, yeah. and this this – classmate of hers was looking at this signed Brady uh, poster that Brady would signed for him and he said this was Super Bowl 39 I, and I was thinking well this is 52 it can't be 39 but yeah. yes it was That's, it was uh, and that was their third one then yes yeah so yeah it it's, uh, it's crazy to think of and uh, what's uh, what's your read on the uh, the uh, politics involved here with uh, Garoppolo uh, being let go? Well, I think that all the substance of what was in that ESPN story is true. It doesn't prevent them from getting where they want to go, uh, especially this year. But I think that the notion that that uh, that Brady was upset about having his his binky, his his trainer guy, taken off the sideline, yes. off the road, I think that was a problem for him. I think it was a problem for Belichick that the guy was interfering with the training staff. I think that's real. And the notion that Bill, against his will, had to dump Garoppolo, 
I believe that to be true, and I believe it was ownership for the first time kind of stepping over him and saying, hey, we're not going to trade Tom Brady. We're not going to pay these two guys $52 million to have a backup like that for next year. We're going to, you have to move that guy because the notion that Bill did it when he did it, uh, he had identified the guy. He had cultivated him. He was the next guy. He had a plan of succession in place, and Tom Brady outlived it. So something had to be done. Belichick stands on the sidelines and in a complicated game sees stuff that nobody else sees. I, I mean, it's incredible the way they make adjustments and the way they game plan individually for each game. They do different things. You know? It's absolutely uh, true. Uh, it, it's growing by the, by the week, by the year. <laughs> Uh, the, the disparity wasn't as great before. I see it more and more. Coaches are more and more losing their way, losing their minds, doing stupid <laughs> things, not understanding what's happening to them. And uh, we, we, they get pantsed on a week-to-week -week basis. And it's, it's like this huge advantage. I've never seen anything like it in sports because, as we know, football, the coach has, is more of a game-changer than the other sports, which are basically talent-driven in most cases. And the hour-back Russell thing we had in Boston all those years, but Red had no influence over games the way, the way this guy does. This is something I've never seen like in professional sports, the advantage they have uh, going in. And it's stuff people haven't figured out. Watch the kickoffs, Patrick. I mean, everybody blasts it through the end zone. You know, you give them the ball at the 25. They kick it to the two, and they smother you at the 18. They yeah. pick up seven yards, and then people are running and out. They haven't figured out. Let it go. <laughs> I mean, the, the Titans at the end of that game, the last you know, last gasp, Yeah. the guy took it from the one and got smothered at the 18, and they start, no, the 16. Yeah. And they're losing nine yards out of the gate there, and they haven't figured out what they're doing to them. And this notion that they can score in the final minute of the first half, I'm telling you now, watch Sunday. They will have an opportunity to score in the final minute of the first half. Can't you figure that out if you're the other team and just take halftime and go backwards? So yes, right. They can't manage the clock to be in that situation. Even Tennessee, it was impossible, and the Patriots still ended up attempting a field goal in that game. It's just it's impossible. And, uh, yeah, the, the, the worst thing you can do, man, he's a real good football guy. And, uh, you know, Jacksonville. Is better than they are yep. on the lines and everything, and they come out and okay, now we're going to sit on this lead. We're yes. going to run Leonard Fournette on first off guard down. You know, on first down you have twelve the good, times in a row. Carl Sales used to tell us when you got the running back, that's why you throw on first down because they're yes. expecting you to give it to the yes. ball, well, and they never did that. Well, and to your point about the clock management thing, we saw in the AFC Championship game, Marone decides to he he lets his punt <laughs> team punt before the two minute warning. Yeah. You're giving Brady and that offense an extra. Oh. 15 seconds and they go down and they score right before halftime. They should have been up 17 to 3 at the half instead yeah. it was 14 to 10. And that, that was just stupidity right there and it just it happens every week and I don't know what I don't know why people can't figure it out. No, it is uh, it is amazing. So what uh you you uh, were one of the few guys in Boston who uh, suggested that Deflate Gate actually occurred? Of course, they were doing lot. it. Yeah, yeah, they were doing it. I it mean, doesn't change no anything. It. it didn't help nope. win games. It was it was stupid it. to make the, the no. league was stupid to make such a big deal. You know what that was, Patrick? That was you know they had a little system going there, and instead of like like the Falcons pumping in the noise, yeah. instead of saying yeah you got us, we won't do that <laughs> yeah. anymore. Here's hundred yeah. thousand. Yeah, yeah, the Patriots gonna, said yeah. screw you, give you the double <laughs> finger, and you can't prove that the machine's broken. Yeah. And then so, <laughs> so they get overpunished for going 66 and a 65. They get overpunished because of their intransigence and their their strategy, which is deny, deny, accuse. 
Uh, yeah, it's uh, and Kraft was the number one guy out there, and now he's back in the fold well, with Goodell. Well, Bob Kraft's his depth is whatever is the most popular thing, and you know he tried to appease his fans, but then he caved at the meetings in San Francisco that year and rolled over and didn't contest the thing, and uh, now he's back with the, he's he's basically best friends with the commissioner again. So uh, yeah. good for him. It's who's the their uh, who's their playmaker on defense this time around? Well, Hightower was, and yeah, he's not yeah. here. You know, he's another yeah. TB12 guy, by the way. Yeah. He's not with us at this point. And uh, I would, boy, um, I'm, it's, the defensive backfield is the strongest. I mean, yeah. Gilmore's been playing better. Butler will probably have a good game. Butler wants to come back next year, and, and he's got a lot of money at stake in this game. Flowers is healthy, isn't he? Yes, Flowers, he's yeah. been good. You know, yeah. he's been good for them. So, uh, But, you know, they have been the team, giving up a lot of yards between the 20s tough in the red zone. I know that's what the Eagles do well. That'll be something to really watch closely. Don't settle for field goals. Don't give it up to the red zone because the Pats gave up a tremendous amount of yards this year, but not that many points. It will be interesting to see if Peterson changes anything or if he goes fourth and two at the 40. Yeah, I hope like he does. Been doing. Yeah. They should definitely do it. It's worth it. Be that guy. Be aggressive. <laughs> Don't lose your way. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it is amazing that uh, you watch that thing last years that Super Bowl hey, it was 28 years. to 3 28 and, to 3 and part of that Patrick it's not just think of how hard it is to, to get two touchdowns and two two-point conversions yes they, they were just Atlanta was just back on their heels basically just come on into the end zone that's like <laughs> that's like scoring four touchdowns in in that amount of time well and, he'll he'll re, he'll complete endless 12-yard passes if you want oh yeah to. and then yeah. and I, I can tell you if they get to the two-point it'll be the direct snap they do it like twice a year we're due for one more and, and then there's no resistance. It was zero resistance by that Falcon team with what, what was happening to them at the end of that game. And it's just, and then we can go back three years ago when Pete Carroll had won the Super Bowl and just said, I don't think so. I yeah. think I'll try a, a slam yeah. pass across the middle here in traffic. <laughs> yeah, here. they've been, uh, I well, mean, they haven't blown out anybody yet to the Super Bowl. All seven of them, six points or less. They could yeah. be 7 0, they could be 0 7. <laughs> they've all been great games. TB12, uh, you made a little comment there. We've had it. It hasn't kept everybody healthy, huh? Uh, no, Edelman's TB12 guy, yeah. and that was a non-contact injury. So yes. again, being pliable. Tom has been lucky on top of everything else. He takes care of himself, and the rules are in his favor again. Good for him. And you know, Drew Brees is playing pretty good at 39, and he doesn't drink a billion gallons of water every day. So yeah. I mean, again, it's the science doesn't really back this up. It works for Tom. Great for Tom. But the notion that you can be in, in bulletproof, impervious of injury in this league is is not 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 realistic. Does he ever tell anybody by anything by accident, or is he as uh, he's he's got her figured out what he wants to tell you when he starts talking? Right? It feels in the Giselle reign here. Um, you know, since then everything the brand is really important and things are really calculated, and he's pushing things all the time, as opposed to the first 12 years when there was never any of that, and we were all making fun of Peyton Manning for doing it. So now. He's that guy now. The timing of this this Facebook series or whatever it is, I mean, yeah. and doing ads during the games. And what if you break your collarbone in the first half? How dumb do you look? It's like, but there's no there's no admission that anything could happen and go wrong with this. What's our uh, what's uh, the Red Sox reaction to uh, Giancarlo joining Aaron Judge? Uh, the Red Sox reaction this winter thus far has been they changed the craft beer to Sam Adams. <laughs> That's they, it. They, huh? they dumped Budweiser. That was their big move uh, the off season. Uh, there's still like, a contract out there for J.D. Martinez. They, they re-upped uh, Mitch Moreland. It has been, and they have their stupid truck day when they go to spring training is, is Monday, the day after the Super Bowl, the day before the parade. Okay. So it's, uh, they, there's no buzz around them, which is weird. 93 wins two years in a row. 
one win in October in two years, and uh, that's what they need. They, they can't make up for it until they get going there. How long does uh, how long does it take the city to get over the next Patriots Super Bowl? Do they just do they Boy, they we are pat so, themselves on the back yeah. for about four days and then worry about other stuff? Yeah, or? we are so spoiled. The Celtics have really vaulted ahead of the Red Sox in popularity. Really? Yeah, the people love that. You know, the NBA is hot, and uh, it's a team that could get to the conference finals, could play the Warriors. They have the best games when they play the Warriors. And a young team, it's all ahead of them. they still got Haywood coming back next year and draft picks and the great young coach, and uh, that, that's an electric sport. And I think that when the parade is over, the folks will, spring training will start, but the Red Sox need to work harder to get the popularity back. The Celtics uh, will be the big story for a few months. Dan, uh, thanks uh, for uh, stopping by, sir. Anytime. And, Love uh, you guys. Enjoying our time here at the mall. I feel like Tom Hanks in that movie where he never leaves the airport. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, sir. Dan Shaughnessy, Boston Globe. We shall return. I think Zach Parisi is going to stop by and say hello. Parisi is experiencing his first NFL Radio Row. It's uh, quite a mob scene, isn't it? It's crazy. It's, <laughs> it's great. It's awesome. Yeah, and uh, I was out here Tuesday, and there were about one-eighth as many people as they're hanging around now, so it's uh, fantastic. So a lot of people have talked about surgery helping your back, but it was chocolate milk that cured you, right? That was the big secret, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, was, it was all along, yeah. They, you know what? It was an important part of my... Uh, Recovery and always has been, um, but in trying to get back as quick as I could, it was, uh, it was an important part of it. Yeah, milk. Uh, the milk producers are working with you on this, or yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All yep. right. Can't beat chocolate milk, man. Yeah. Tastes great. I'm a I've been a big fan since I was a little kid. <laughs> I, Zach, I got a question for you. Okay. What has happened in the last year and a half? That you guys actually win three on three and shootouts now. That has had a, that has helped you a lot, right? I mean, you were we was, not good before. Was, you were horrible really? for a couple of years. Yeah. I couldn't tell you the numbers. I the don't know. Shootouts. Remember the shootouts? You were bad. Really? Yeah. Does Boudreaux anything changed? I don't think so. Um, you know, it, uh, the three on three is it's pretty you got to be opportunistic i mean yes you, you got to stop one the other way and you know you're going to get a chance the other you know go in the other direction but i think you kind of learn good times to change i know early we got caught a lot on bad changes yes um, and it's hard to change in overtime uh, we got caught a lot on bad ones that probably hurt us a little bit um so i think we're learning different things and I, that's the only thing i can have, think have of you guys know? just had to get used to just playing with the three on three because you have a lot more space on the ice. You just had to adjust to that a little bit. Too. There, there, there is a little learning part to it. Um, learning when to take chances. It's different because you don't want to just take a shot to waste a shot because the puck possession. If you lose that opening draw, you might not touch the puck for the next two minutes in overtime. You know, so it's it's it, a lot of it has to do with just smart smart puck possession and smart smart shots. Uh, your conference is quite a mess, isn't it? It is. It's, and it's, it's odd to see the Blackhawks at the bottom. But, I, know, uh, I know. I don't think Minnesota 2 fans are upset about that. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but you're you're always a three-game winning streak from being right in the middle of things, right? I know. I know. And you, you even look at, you look at Colorado. They won 10 or 11 in a row, and they're still right in the mix. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you you're think they'd be all the way at the top, you yeah. know? But um, you feel like no one... It might separate a little bit now. I think we're getting starting to get some more divisional play, but um, you just feel like the Central Division always wins, and it's you got to you got to keep winning just to keep pace. Yeah, the uh, it is amazing the incredible balance in the NHL now. 
to some degree, the point for uh, you know the that extra point has kept things close. But it's yeah. uh, the salary cap probably has more to do with it than anybody, right? You, can, you you can't put together a super team anymore. I, th- I think that that's a, a big challenge. I mean, you brought up the Blackhawks. You look at. Yeah, you know they they've won they won the cup and you know all of a sudden they have to pay the price for for having that great a team. You got to pay your players and then you run into cap problems. Um, but I also I also think that's a good point. I think that that extra point in the in just for getting to overtime that that makes it either really hard. To, it makes it hard to climb back into a playoff spot or to make up any ground because you feel like there's a lot of overtime games. Yeah, and it's, it's they won. We won and they lost, but we only gained one point. But we gained one point, yeah. yeah you know, so uh, it's 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 tough. There were thoughts about the three-point game uh, and uh, giving you three for a regulation win, but I think the NHL likes it just like it is. Teams fighting right down to the end. I think they do. I mean, it, it, it's stressful for players. It really is, um, but it's. I think it, it, you know, it's accomplishing what they want. They want to keep as many teams in the mix for as long as they can. I thought uh, that Patrick Kane was fantastic the year he missed like 25 games. You know that he was almost remember that he was rested. He missed a bunch of games. I think. I think you he, feel rested. I, I know you did a lot of rehab, but do you feel fresh. I do feel fresh. I feel <laughs> rested. I mean, it took. Uh, you know, the first, the first, probably the first five games, six games. I mean, I feel like everyone's going 100 miles an hour, and I was like, "Oh my gosh! Like this, I can't believe this right now." And, and then the last few, it settled down. I've, I've, it slowed down for me, and um, so I'm, I'm optimistic about where it's going to go from here on out. But I do remember that. I think I think he missed the last 20 games of the year and stepped right in the playoffs. How long have you been in the league now? Someone said earlier, I think 12 years. If, when you shoot the puck now, compared to when you came in, how much more traffic are you shooting through? It seems like. It seems like getting a clean puck on the on the goalie is so dang hard. near impossible. It's so hard, and, yeah. it, and and you always, you know, you always say, "Oh, we got to shoot more, we got to shoot more." But I mean, you, if you if you get a perspective from behind the puck at what we're looking at, there's four bodies that you got to try to get the puck through, and then beat the goalie. Like it's, it's not. It, it is very challenging. Yeah, and uh, you know, you go back to when your dad was playing, and five foot seven goalies and the. You know, oh, no great. pads. Yeah, and, uh, it's great. Shoot know, on yeah. the ice, it's going in. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah, and I'm all over it now. Yeah. Now, I, I once, uh, when the when the things got real tight now, it's a little better now because they're calling interference more to some degree. But when things got real tight and nobody was scoring goals, I, and Messier was at the end of his career, I, I was talking to him, and I said, is it the size of the players? And he said, no, everybody's got a system. He yeah. said, when we used to play, <laughs> through the puck, I'd go go get some goals, boys. Yeah, we want to. We need five to win. Yeah, and now everybody's got a system. Everyone's got a system, and there's so much emphasis and stress on defense um, and making the safe play. You yeah. know, it's it's giving up a goal is a bigger crime than scoring. Than yeah. scoring is a happy occasion. It yeah, seems. and 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 you're 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 scared to give up a full ice three on three all of a sudden. Where I I don't know. I mean. I, I do think a big of it, a lot of it has to do with the system. Even the difference, not to get too in depth, but even the difference from when I started to when I played now, the way teams collapse in the offensive zone around the net and into the corner, it's almost taken away the cycle game. And that's a big part of creating yes. offense. But the way they flood the corner, they now they're starting to let a little more holding go. Um, it's really taken away the down low play the way the teams collapse and I, I don't know the answer I don't know how you open that up and, and get rid of that but 
that, that makes a big difference. Yeah, the old Bob Motzko uh, college sneaking in the guy in from the weak side on the power play. Yeah, that doesn't happen in the it, NHL. They, it, they got somebody standing there. It, yeah, there's no room. So, uh, Zach Parisi is with us. You could pay those people not to show up, and they'd still fill XL Energy Center. The, since the day you and Ryan Suter signed on July 4th, 2012, I think there was there was a lockout, yeah. so there was a couple non-sellouts the first three weeks the season came back. There hasn't been a non-sellout since. You're like at 102% capacity. Isn't it's that unbelievable. Great? It's it's it is such a great building to play in. It is. We have such fantastic fans and loyal fans, and and you know we'd love nothing more than to give them a winner. So I got two uh, grandkids out playing hockey in Woodbury now. Uh, they grew up in Florida, but they're back here, eight and seven. Drink chocolate milk. That's what you tell them. If you want to recover the yes. best, to the best of their ability, recover, get ready for that game tomorrow. I mean, as athletes, you're, you're, you know, the amount we play, you're always looking to tomorrow. Right when the game ends, you got another game tomorrow. You got another practice. You want to get the right things in your body and, and refuel for the next day. Zach, thanks for stopping by, sir, and uh, good luck with the Vegas Knights. Thank you for having uh, me on. All right. Zach Parisi, we shall return the ride with Racy. Here's John Height with a sports update. Thank you, Patrick. This update brought to you by Staples. Staples has low prices on everything your business needs to clear the clutter this year, like banker's boxes, file folders, and storage bins. Less mess equals more success. Visit staples.com for more. Staples, it's pro time. Uh, Timberwolves, uh, they're right uh, back at it tonight. They play the Milwaukee Bucks, but uh, this time they're back home. They're playing the Bucks at the Target Center. As did the, they lose the last time to the Bucks, or did they? Yes, they blew them? like a 24-point lead. Ooh. They were playing uh, the Bucks on the second night of a back-to-back after mm -hmm. playing Denver in overtime the night. And before. that was uh, when they were playing eight guys before they got their Pretty bench much, back. Yeah. And, yeah. As the Vikings hunt for their next offensive coordinator and quarterback this season, they will have a clear order of operations, according to GM Rick Spielman. First, they'll get the offensive coordinator, then the quarterback. Spielman talked to Twin Cities Media today. He said the soon-to-be-hired offensive coordinator will be involved in deciding who his quarterback is in 2018. I believe a member of this show advised you to listen to that interview. No, that was a different one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think he talked to the media as a group, and then he, ah. then he went over and bored the hell out of the big neighbor audience. <laughs> so, so here's my question. So, so what are they going to do if they bring in this new coordinator and he says, "I don't want Teddy. I want somebody else." Uh, they're going to say, "Learn to work with Teddy." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I would guess that they asked that question beforehand. Yeah, right. Probably. Is During Teddy your guy? Teddy's got to be your guy. questionnaire. Question yes. number one. <laughs> Who do you think of Teddy Bridgewater? Of our three guys here, I, I get a kick out of, though, the fact that people say they got three options. they got two. Uh, Bradford is uh, not being signed here with that knee situation. So, Vikings say they plan to wrap up interviews next week and have an offensive coordinator decision shortly after that. You know what? We're not going to like him. Who, the new offensive Whoever coordinator? Whoever it is. Yeah? First game... First game, we don't move the ball. We're not going to like it. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Going to want him right. fired. Yep. Um, Greatest scam ever was the first NFL head coach who named coordinators. <laughs> so then they could blame 
those guys instead of him. You got to have Billy. a fall guy in yeah, your crew. Yeah, they had two yeah. fall guys. They came up with two fall guys. That first possession in preseason when they go three and out, they're yeah, going to yeah, yeah. want the coordinator fired already. Let's bring back, what's his name? Fra- uh, Leslie Frazier's guy with the little cheap uh, uh, play card. I can't think of his name. Oh, Musgrave. Yeah, he's, in, uh, he's in Denver. He's in Denver. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know he yeah. had a job. Mm-hmm. Former Gopher coach Jerry Kill's going back to Southern Illinois as a special assistant to the Chancellor. Uh, Kill coached there from 2001 to 2007. Of course, he gave up coaching because of the seizures caused by his epilepsy. Kill says he's excited to contribute to the university's future in any way possible. I'm surprised he didn't go back to Kansas State because he was like the assistant, uh, not a coach, but he was like... Yeah, I think he's just kind of kicking back down there. He's living, he lives right down there near yeah, Carbondale. So yeah. he's just, he's going to just do this and go out. He's going to raise funds, basically. Yeah. And two time NBA All Star and former Timberwolves Stefan Marbury told ESPN's The Undefeated he's at peace with his 22 year professional basketball career ending in China on of February. Of course he is. He has a got statue a statue in China. In China. He and Sid, they both have statues. <laughs> Stefan Marbury. Does. You know, does, who's Stefan say? You know what Stefan says? Does Kevin Garnett have a statue? He don't have a statue. <laughs> uh, Stefan will play his uh, regular season finale February 11th. He's part of the Beijing Fly Dragons. They play the Zhengzhou Tangzhai. Oh. Who he play for? They, they will not play in the postseason. Uh, he says he's tired. Plans to return to his offseason home in L.A. He says he'll stay ready just in case an NBA team needs him this season. But he says he's at peace with his pro career. I love that goofy SOB. He was, <laughs> uh, God, he was funny to talk to. He was fun to and watch. When we too. were trying to get him to explain why he was mad at the Timberwolves for not giving him as much money as Kevin Garnett when it was now against the rules to give him as much money. <laughs> he didn't make any difference. I want as much money as Garnett. Still want it. Don't he care was a beauty. Rules. <laughs> he was a beauty. That would have been fun, though. Yeah. 13 years in the NBA, including that stop here. All right, Johnny. Thank you very you much. Randball, Mike Rand is with us. He and Megan Ryan have been out here, oh, about 12, 13 hours a week. Uh, a is this your first radio? <laughs> yes. A day, yeah, a day. Is this your first radio row? This is my first radio row, and it's uh, it's quite something. I hear that it's the setup is not usually like this either. No, it's a bigger hall, and it's a little more spacey. Yeah, usually. we've been cramped in, but it's 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 fine. It's, it's been kind of fun. The energy is good. I like the fact that there's actually fans here because you hear get a little more energy from that as opposed to just a bunch of people yapping all day. And I'll tell you one thing, most radio rows are in convention halls and there's no food. Yeah. Food is not a problem at the Mall of America. I've been staring, you at, can the, find I've been, food. I've been staring at the Shake Shack for four days. You should have told us. We, uh, we, Manny and I had our burger oh, earlier man. today. I gotta get one. I'll get one tomorrow. It'll be my last chance, I think. All right. So what is uh, what are you guys doing for the Star Tribune on uh, covering this thing? Yeah, we've been out here like since like like you said since Monday. Uh, Megan Ryan and I um, just kind of kind of three pronged mission of doing a lot of Facebook live videos. So, you know, kind of booking guests just like you would here, mm-hmm. um, doing a lot of pot, doing some podcasting. We'll post our second podcast from out here later today and gathering stuff for, you know, uh, both blogging and print. Um, so, you know, we, it's like an eclectic mix of interviews. It's, it's <laughs> been a, 
I interviewed everyone from uh, 14-year-old YouTube star uh, Jojo Ziwa. Why, why is Jojo an internet an internet star? Uh, she's she's got a she's got a song on there that has 451 million YouTube hits. That's a lot. Wow. That's a lot. Uh, just a little ditty. Uh, like yeah, the, it's a song. Yeah, she's got. It's, she's like. Uh, she started off on Dance Moms, and now she's just become kind of a. Now she's a like the Nickelodeon uh, ambassador to the NFL in this. Oh, uh, uh, you uh, were you aware of how many odd uh, that you're not just getting football players stumble through right. Radio Row. I mean, uh, yeah. They got a guy from Manchester City here tomorrow. I don't that's know great. what that's about. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Soccer guy. But it is kind of fun that they bring people from all walks of life saw, in here. I saw Carlton from uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Was there. <laughs> the Bel-Air yeah, was here. Saw him yeah, yeah. He was roaming around. And, uh, yeah, it's, so uh, do these guys all get credentialed, or do they just show up and say, this is me, uh, can I, I walk? Think- they usually are. Doing some PR for some. Oh man, outfit, it, yeah, right? the, the stuff they've been pitching is unbelievable, right? Yeah, like, Zach, Zach was chocolate Greasy milk. Was in there, chocolate milk. Yeah, Jared yeah. Allen. Jared Allen was my favorite today. He's yeah. pitching, uh, helping you go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm not kidding. He's, he's working for like uh, probably Procter and Gamble or something. He's working on, yeah, he's trying to help you stock your bathroom, and he's dead serious about it too. Wow. He's, he's really buying into the bit. <laughs> yeah, it is a fan. Who's the? Uh, who was the most? Accidentally fun person you ran across so far. Well, JoJo was great yesterday. She yeah. ended up being tons of fun. Um, Where is she from? She's from uh, Omaha originally. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and uh, let's see. We had Carl Eller yesterday. He was good. Um, Carl Eller, he'll be at Sober Bowl uh, yes. on Sunday. Yes, he will. At uh, the Muse downtown. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis were fun yeah, today. Yeah, we uh, they're, saw they're them always, uh, They're always good. Um, I think... The, the most surprisingly good interview we had today was uh, Teddy Bridgewater and his, uh, his really? girlfriend. They were actually really, really excellent. Uh, not, not, that, not that I should be surprised that they were thoughtful. He's usually but, so guarded. Yeah, he's usually pretty guarded, but he, you know, maybe, I don't know what Who's it was. Who's the maybe. girlfriend? Girlfriend is Eric, Louisville Gale, Erica. They go, back, they go back to, this is great. High school. He told me a great story. I don't know if he, he, he might have told this before and I forgot it, but he told me, uh, this is a girl, uh, Erica, that they, they go back to their sophomore year in high school in Miami. Really? And he, she said, she was on with us too. She, she said that, uh, so I asked, how'd you guys meet? And she said, well, we had some classes together. Sophomore year, he passed her a note, like a traditional note that said, "Do you will you go out with me? Check yes or no. Like he just like was old school. And she, she said yes, and he put, like he took that note and like put it inside of his like laminated ID badge and like wore it around all day. Oh, wow. So here? Uh, was that that was back in Miami? Oh, oh okay. Yeah, so that was uh, not to know. He didn't no, have today, but no, what, in, in school, in okay. school that day, right. school, he was well, so proud. Was... He was so proud that she would go out with him. Well, that's uh, he's going to be their quarterback, isn't he? I don't know. I, I have no. I've been asking everybody out here, like, who who do you think? And I keep getting different answers. Like people say, you got to keep Case Keenum. Some people think I I try to keep Teddy and Case. The thing nobody thinks is that it's going to be Sam Bradford. I think that's no. Kind of, he's he's out. That's of pretty the obvious, I think. But there's it, only. Two options: you either give Teddy the job, or you spend twenty million dollars on Case for one year. You're right. not, you're not gonna, you're what, not gonna sign him. What about Kirk Cousins? Who just, uh, who just told us that? Uh, oh, uh, Mike Liss told me that Denver would rather spend eighteen million on Case Keenum than third than thirty, 30 on thirty Cousins. on uh, Cousins. Oh, that's interesting. So, well, yeah. Von Miller, I know. There was a story Von Miller really wants Kirk Cousins. Yes, he said he something does. like he thinks that he'll take him over the top. They, they can't get completely nuts. You know, you can't, no, you go, can't kill your cap. You can't go them. anything over 25, I don't think, do you? For Cousins. Because yeah. no. they got 
they got to keep that defense together. Yeah. And, that, and there's a lot of high price. Right. And Von Miller stuff. is getting paid right Von now. Von ain't taking a cut. <laughs> right. I think it depends on Von. If Von, if we bring him in, will you take a cut? No. Okay. We're not bringing him in. Then. <laughs> but Kirk Cousins here, though. I mean, let's be honest. Like, who who do you? Uh, I got of, a of source. Anybody, I got a source. Yeah. Talk to today. Okay. The agent says he likes Minnesota, but they don't think they'll pay. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, they, yeah. got, they got room, but they, you know, they got they got room. They but he wants out. to sign Barr, and he he wants to be right. Spielman wants to be right. Yeah, that's, about Teddy. That's great. That's that's you very know, true. That's yeah. my uh, and Zimmer loves Teddy. Yeah. Do you imagine a scenario where they could keep Teddy and Case? Yes. Yeah. If that, because I think what people forget is if they want to play hardball. They can toll his contract. Right. He would go nuts. But I think you can do the compromise and say, hey, we'll give you $10 million. We won't franchise you. We'll give you $10 million. You stick around. Then they give Keenum $20 million and they, right. they, yeah. whoever they like better is the quarter. Then they got to sign that one, whoever they like problem, better. The problem, though, is that if Teddy does that, he runs the risk of going on three years now where he hasn't done much of anything if Keenum ends up being the starter. Yeah, that's true. It'll be, uh, yeah, I, I got to think there's a little more edge to him than we're seeing. I think he's so. He's not going to just say, hey, pat me on the back. I'll just be your, uh, well, you mean, know, your lap dog if you want to treat me bad. Well, so, at that availability right. Right, after the, right after they lost in the playoffs the day after, he said he thinks he's ready to be a starter again. So he's, he wants that somewhere. Yeah, that's still my guess. I don't think they're bringing Keenum back. Yeah. But it is. I did find it interesting that, that uh, you know, guy who, covers him and talks to Elway said he'd rather have Keenum at the at 18 than uh, and somebody will pay Cousins on somebody will pay Keenum whether it's Cleveland or yeah. the Jets or Arizona is going to be looking for a quarterback somebody's going to well, whoever the Vikings don't you know take, what I don't want to be what I don't want to be the quarterback that Cleveland chooses to draft not because I have to play there but because I'll be bad <laughs> if they choose him just you're going to be, be, you're gonna be automatically right. not the right one. And you're they have be, to take somebody now yeah. because of who they've passed on. You're going to be the wrong one. Yeah, I think they'll take the kid from Wyoming, Josh Allen. That's my guess. All right, Mike, thanks. Uh, what do you got uh, tomorrow and then you're out of here? You're not back Saturday. Yeah, I'm not back Saturday. No, no hits on a weekend. No, so, uh, no don't, worry. Don't yeah, bother no need. to come back. Yeah, don't need it. Don't want it. All right, sir. Thank thanks, you. Uh, Randball, uh, on, you can... Uh, Check out all of Randball's stuff, and now they got videos and Facebook Lives and all that good stuff. Star Tribune, big presence here at the Super Bowl. Presented by Mall of America, this is the Ride with Royce, live from Radio Row. The Ride with Royce continues live from Radio Row. Manny Hill has it calmed down a tad bit in the first hour of the Ride with Royce. Yeah, you know what? It has gotten a little bit quieter. When I first got over here, I mean, I was trying to, you know, duck and dodge my way through here and try to find a spot to sit down next to Pat, and it was it was really hard. It was everybody was sort of crowded around Radio Row. Obviously, the 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 patrons they couldn't get inside inside of here but uh yeah it was pretty crowded you know and you see the photos on social media and you see some of the videos that the various news outlets are doing you know whether it's local or national what have you 
It is a chaotic scene when you think about how many different stations representing all across the country and even in some parts across the world that are all converging on one specific place for just a short period of time. It's quite a difference between just a couple of days ago as opposed to today. Yeah, it is. And I mean, and when you say we've got stations from all over the place, we literally have stations from everywhere. I mean, Houston, Dallas, uh, you know, we've got New York stations here. Well, not LA Houston stations. anymore. Didn't they get booted? I think they might have. Yeah, <laughs> I, haven't seen, I haven't seen them yet today, but they were here at one point. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you've got places from all over, all over the place. Uh, pretty much every state, every uh, big-time station is here on Radio Row. It's a little crowded, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite the scene. All right, so we have about a minute and a half left in this hour. I want to ask you, because we didn't really get a touch on it yesterday, but you got the chance to emcee the Golick and Wingo show live yes. at the Mall of America yesterday morning. How'd that go? It was, it was great. It was, uh, it was a good time to interacting with some fans that were Fans from uh, everywhere, a lot of Vikings fans there, because uh, Adam Thielen was on the show later, later on. Uh, but we had a couple of, uh, we got a Packer fan there, a couple of Eagles fans, uh, Browns fan was sitting in the in the uh, in the crowd, so I had some fun with him. Uh, I extended my sympathies for him, obviously, but uh, yeah, it was it was a good time, and uh, Golik and Wingo were great. Got a chance to interact with uh, with the Goliks, both senior and junior. Uh, afterwards too, so uh, there's there's some good guys. And you got to interact with your uh, professional idol Stephen A. Smith. Uh, no, actually Stephen A. was uh, oh, he was via there. satellite yesterday. Oh. Yeah, they, they just had uh, Kareem Hunt and Von Miller were actually in uh, the Hard Rock uh, here at the mall, but uh, Stephen A. and Max were via satellite. But they, I believe that they were actually here they were here uh, today, today yeah. and tomorrow yeah and you'll be out there tomorrow with them right? i will and i can't wait to watch the yell fest that is first take it's gonna be uh, <laughs> it's gonna be just extraordinary so i am looking forward to that that is for sure uh all right well we've got another hour coming up live uh on the ride with the royce live from radio row another action-packed hour leading up to super bowl week man you just uh you just can't beat it can you man hill no, you cannot. I'm enjoying this for sure. Awesome, man. Uh, we'll uh, check back in with the boys after this top-of-the-hour break here on the home of Sports Talk in the Twin Cities. We are 1500 ESPN, KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. Just to have you near. Tell 